Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Modeling and Wellbeing Podcast. This is your girl, Larissa. And I just want to remind everyone that this space is used to empower, uplift, and inspire one another um, about modeling tips, about wellness tips, and anything in between. So I am so, so excited today because we have another guest on the show, very special guest that I'm excited to chat with today. And I'm really excited for you to get to know him. He's a very talented actor involved in a lot of things like musical theater and film, represented by Dream Talent Agency, and is an inspiration who also relocated from the Midwest, the good old Midwest like myself, <laughs> to Georgia. I had the pleasure to meet him while we were doing table reads for the first, well, number one, the Atlanta Glimpse Festival back in November. And then actually just recently for the Atlanta Women's Comedy Festival, which he absolutely crushed the roles. I mean, I have like a one minute video that I sent him. So <laughs> welcome, Kyle. I'm, How are I'm, you doing? doing Thank great. you so much you're, for being you're so, here. You're such a giving person. <laughs> like throughout all that, I was listening to that and you, you sound so oh. professional too. I, I, I love it. it. It was really great. I'm doing well. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh, it's Friday, and I don't know about you, but it's exciting that it's Friday because that means, I mean, I don't have a formal job as I used to used to, you know, my nine to five. But still, when you're when you are your own boss, you still have your own schedule, and the phenomenal. weekend is still my weekend. That sounds phenomenal. <laughs> so Fridays are. Uh, I'm doing good. I'm working. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm, I work at a restaurant, and I'm probably going to get out about midnight tonight so my Fridays are more like my Mondays <laughs> mm. oh yeah yes yes that's awesome well uh let's let's kind of dive right into things so one thing I will say um when we were at the comedy film festival and at the end when we were mingling and everything we actually started to kind of talk about your wellness journey um and just how that's been impacting you um, throughout your life and everything. And, and I think we both were naturally like, oh my gosh, like you totally need to be part yeah, of the show. It, <laughs> it, it, was, uh, it was just us talking and um, I just was thinking about how I could contribute and, um, and be helpful because I, I know this means a lot to you. And uh, this has been something I've kind of been developing on and off over the last couple of years, ever since I uh, went to college about mm -hmm. five years back. So. So yeah, no, I'd love to talk to you about yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, that's awesome. That's awesome. So um, before we kind of go into the, the wellness piece of things, I just wanted to just actually dive, kind of reeling back a little bit, but diving into your acting and your journey thus far. So you moved from Iowa to yep. good old Georgia. <laughs> we were both like, oh my gosh you're from Minnesota, you're from Iowa, like, wow. So tell me about that journey and just what inspired or influenced yeah, definitely. you to um, be So downtown. I grew up in Iowa City, Iowa. I grew up in a, a pretty nice community for the most part. Um, education was a big deal and there was a lot of uh, small arts community going on. And I, around high school, started doing theater and found myself uh, wanting more opportunities, started doing musical theater, found myself in the larger community theater circuit. And eventually I was accepted to Point Park University in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 
and I studied musical theater there for four years. I received my BFA in uh, 2021. And for that year afterwards, I was kind of just doing nothing, to, to be perfectly honest. I was saving up as much money as I could. Um, my mm -hmm. girlfriend and I, we um, both knew when we were just meeting each other that we kind of wanted to go to Atlanta. And so for that year, I just said, okay, I'm just going to work. I'm uh, just going to make as much cash as I can to try to make it an easier transition. And um, about eight, nine months ago, I moved down here and said, okay, I'm going to this, this thing that I've always loved doing, this thing I've always been fascinated about, I'm going to make it an actual professional career now. <laughs> And, um, and, and this was mm -hmm. because uh, I, I was seeing a lot of teachers at the time at Point Park. They were saying, you got to move down to Atlanta. And I was, and everyone said, oh, we're going to go to New York. We're going to go to LA. And I said, no, nah, that's not really for me. I, those, those markets are great for, for what they're trying to do, but uh, they're not quite what I'm looking for. And Atlanta seemed like the, the best option. So I just found myself here and it's, been very different than I expected it to be, but um, I have to say that I don't mm -hmm. have any regrets about moving down here at all. Yeah, that's awesome. And it does take, I feel like, a level of courage to move from your hometown, you know, so I love that it sounds like you were really supported by your girlfriend and you were getting the pieces together Absolutely. to come down here and pursue your passion, you know, and it takes a certain type of person to do that. <laughs> and I think if, if people aren't aware, Atlanta is probably becoming one of the most kind of hot areas. You know, I feel like, especially since they built Tyler's Perry studios down here or when he built that here, like a lot of people from LA, New York, like people are just like moving down here because the acting, the modeling, the just talent industry is starting to really grow. And is that, Kyle, something that you've been noticing too a lot, like with different opportunities oh, that you've been able to tap um, into down here? It's been slowly happening mm. um, from my knowledge for about the last decade through tax incentives and whatnot um, for uh, production companies to move down here. Mm. And when those production companies move down here, then everything else moves down. Like uh, Marvel has uh, Trilith Studios down here. Um, they, I think they were shooting uh, the first Spider-Man movie down here. Um, yeah, you know, no, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's oh, awesome. So cool. And uh, <laughs> and Tyler Perry obviously has been leading the charge. Um, Atlanta has been huge in the fact mm -hmm. that, like it used to be 20-some years ago, you would cast someone and bring them from L.A. Mm -hmm. to shoot down here. But now we're getting Atlanta actors to star in Atlanta productions. And it's afforded me opportunities. Um, mm -hmm. When I moved down here... Um, I had very little credits, um, and just working knowledge from college. And I was able to find representation with uh, dream team talent. And that was because they started in Chicago and they've been moving all over the country to try to set up offices and they chose Atlanta of all places. And on paper, that doesn't really make any sense. It's like, okay, why, why, if you're trying to secure the markets, Okay, like definitely like hit up LA and New York, but why are you hitting up Atlanta? And it's because there are opportunities down mm -hmm. here um, that that just they they can't be they can't be understated. There there's a burgeoning market down here. 
it, it's just it's been very bountiful and beneficial. Yeah, that's awesome. And I feel like oh, uh, yeah. what is it? Stranger Things. They've like some of our favorite <laughs> shows have been filmed down here, which is kind of insane. I think they even mm-hmm. have a Stranger Things experience. Here where you can tour exactly it's where they film everything, which is just insane. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned like, Stranger I Things. <laughs> I, uh, one of my teachers is uh, Catherine Dyer, and uh, she is an Atlanta actor who's uh, been down here for ten years, and she was on Stranger Things. Uh, yeah, she she was uh, she she was wow. um, gosh, what what she That's been? Crazy. She would have been a recurring <laughs> guest star, I want to say maybe maybe co-star i can't remember her exact billing but she was uh this this uh agent that was in like the first season that then by the end of it gets exploded <laughs> it's just wild oh yeah yeah and then we all think that hopper is i dead. have no clue i i only oh, saw the first season I, and i saw the first season then the last <laughs> okay. season so i'm like completely out of the loop yeah yeah i know i Hey, spoiler alert, so sorry for anyone that listens to this. You can always mess with it in the edit. But you'll be good. You'll still enjoy it just as much. Exactly. That's awesome. So what have been some of your favorite, like, projects uh, that you've done so far here or even, yeah, I mean, in so your career? I, I, in I look back and college productions were really cool. Um, I have to say, um, I did uh, theater in that and I was uh, put in two conservatory shows, one uh, before COVID and one in the middle of it. So it was a Zoom production. And those were both very interesting. Uh, down here, um, I, what, what was I doing? I was, I was doing extra work one time because I figured that it would be better to get out of the house than, than to, and to get on a set. And I found myself with mm-hmm. this, um, I can't remember what the production company it was, but it for, was for a, uh, it was for a feature film called The Player, which was very interesting. And getting to just be a fly on the wall, you know, um, it's it's just just doing background, trying to populate the scene. And I'm watching these actors uh, just conduct themselves with such professionalism and kindness. Uh, there was this there's this one actor named Najma. I don't know if you you've ever met her, but um, she. Mm. She just like, you know, I'm keeping to myself, I'm doing my thing. I, I understand like what what my role in this scene is. And she just comes over and she starts talking to me and asking me like what's going on. And that level of just kindness and humbleness, it, it's just it it's very it it just you you can't you can't understate like how much like that how meaningful that is as someone who's getting their career off the ground. And just, you know, just there mm-hmm. to make the place look alive and having someone who went through the audition, the callback process, see me and treat me like a human being in that way. And it's small, but, you know, mm-hmm. extra work can be can be really demanding. It's usually very thankless um, and very, very difficult stuff. Mm-hmm. So I got to say that that was um, it, it was just a beautiful moment, I got to say. And I got to make great friends on that. Otherwise, yeah. just classes. Classes are what keep me going down here, to be perfectly honest, while I'm trying to get projects, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, you have to work on your craft, for sure. Like, you have to be invested in yourself. And, like, I'm telling y'all, like, 
Kyle oh, stop Lee. it. Like, Body. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I think I remember telling you that too. I'm Thank like, you. You, you did a good job in your roles and just embodying your characters. So, of course, like, you know, everything that you're doing, you're investing into yourself and you're getting better at your craft. And one thing that you mentioned about when you were speaking to the actress was the fact that you were kind of surprised by them treating you as a human. And I think it's unfortunately so sad that our culture, (laughs) because of our culture, like we get surprised about things that technically should be normal, right? And sometimes when people see you as a person, it really makes you feel like connected. It makes you feel special as a person, like because people can be a diva in this industry. And I think you said a key word of just being humble as much as possible really goes a long way and probably even allows you to attract more opportunities too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. So um, I know that I, I, I think I share with you, like I'm not super, super involved in the acting part of things. I'm like probably like 25% acting, 75% modeling, <laughs> fashion modeling and and stuff like that. But I know that art is art and the industry is pretty much overlapped. Um, I know that sometimes too, there can be tons of pressure, tons of anxiety, tons of, you know, just being hard on ourselves when it comes to this industry. Um, So what has your relationship been with your wellness as you've been working as an artist? um, I I mean, it's always a work in progress. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. as you're saying, like, it's, it's, it's tough. Mm -hmm. It's tough just starting out. It's tough being in the middle of it. I, I, um, I have teachers Mm -hmm. who are seasoned and they have like, you know, 10 20 years in the business and they can't get a job right now you know and it's, mm-hmm. and i think about it, it's like i just want a job and it causes all that stress and anxiety but then i look at people who in my yeah. brand have made it you know and they mm-hmm. they so it's it's struggle it's stress all around and sometimes it's really hard you know it's it's hard balancing it out i got i have a, a girlfriend who i very much love and uh, see a future with. I have this cat running around. I have to, uh, you know, it's important <laughs> to take classes and to find ways to improve your craft while, you know, having a job. And that can be a lot to balance, balance on your own. So wellness kind of looks different, you know, on a daily basis. It's, it's sometimes that for me is taking care of myself and playing video games for three, four hours, you know, when I don't have anything going on. What I Mm -hmm. do find though, is some level of, some level of motion is helpful. So I, there's this uh, YouTuber um, whose handle is yoga with Adrian and like every, I love Adrian. (laughs) She's so great. I know her. I like her. Me too. I love her. She has this great dog (laughs) videos, but like every year she does these 30 day Mm -hmm. yoga challenges. I always find those really nice. Um, I've been going to the gym more because I really enjoy weightlifting and that helps get me on my head a little bit more. Um, It's difficult being militant about about it all. And I think that kind of erases the point. It's it's not meditating because I have to meditate. It's meditating because I want to meditate. So sometimes 
sometimes I do those every mm -hmm. single day for like six months. Sometimes I take a break. Um, but I find that connecting mm -hmm. to things that matter to me, um, such as journaling, um, spending quality time with, with grace, um, working out, writing, doing those things that fulfill me instead of just getting caught up in the trance of as, as much as I love entertainment and video games, mm -hmm. watching movies and whatnot, realizing that maybe that 24 seven, as much as I think that that's relaxing, isn't actually doing that deep healing that I need it to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's powerful. It's, it's, I feel like it's so important for us to step outside of our bodies and our mind and just the chatter in our life. And also being a talent, we're rejected a lot and that could affect our mentals a lot. So it's like, what are we doing to step outside of what's going on in order to take care of ourselves? And I love the fact that you said like, hey, sometimes self-care wellness for me looks like playing video games. You know, I don't need to force myself to be busy 100% of the time <laughs> because it's like, I, my body needs to kind of detox in a way. So I think that's powerful. And have you, do you feel like you've always had sort of a relationship with wellness or do you think that kind of came a little bit later in life or, you know, were you exposed to that, you know, throughout your childhood and, you know, so just what, when did that seed start planting within you? Cause I know that there is like a big mental health movement now but for some people that's always been Definitely. kind of a core value um, of theirs for me it didn't really uh pop up until around college um i remember i read a mm -hmm. book i think it was called cryptid hunters or something when i was a child and this character carried around a moleskin journal and i thought that was so interesting and i, I begged my mama to get me a journal and i wrote one word in it and then 10 years later, when I went to college, I actually filled out that journal, but, but, it, but, but it, I didn't, I didn't wow, understand. I didn't see the value. Cool. <laughs> and, um, so I started journaling mm -hmm. like in uh, college, I think I had meditated like one or once or twice, maybe prior, but, um, I started doing a lot more of that, particularly with COVID hit. And I had done exercise like in, school and whatnot um, I was doing strength training in high school mm -hmm. um, but it didn't but the pieces didn't really come together until about college and I, again like with a full course load it would like come and then it would go um, and particularly as an adult um, like now out of college it's about just trying to <laughs> trying to remind myself that yeah no I really do enjoy leg day it really does suck sometimes, but it does. I do feel infinitely better about myself um, when I do journal, when I do connect to all yeah. this. It it is easier for me, and a lot of it had to do with um, the internet and giving me like resources and saying, okay, these things are helpful. And some of it was, some of it's not. You have to you have to find what works for mm -hmm. you. Just because something works for someone else doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you're meant to. Uh, mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that you're meant to journal 10 pages a day or, you know, run a mar run a, like five miles every morning. It's, it's about, it's about finding what yeah. <laughs> naturally works for you 
and then just building layers mm -hmm. and just building repetition with it. Um, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And accepting that oh, definitely. what works for you now might evolve <laughs> based on your needs in the future <laughs> too. Yes. Yeah. Because we grow, we mature, priorities change. I mean, I'm sure if we are parents, like self-care is going to look a little bit different for us, right? Um, or when we do get married, you know, stuff like that is just going to be completely different. So I love that. Um, what do you What do you believe that, what kinds of wellness practices do you believe that like actors or talent should be mindful of as they are working in the I industry? Think that, that's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> I, I find that what, what works for me is very helpful. I think that, um, I think that journal, I, mm -hmm. for, first off, therapy is very important. Uh, that's something that I'm kind of out of right now, mm -hmm. but I found a lot of value in, in therapy. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't want to do it for years. I said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm this, this just toxic thought process of saying, oh, I'm, I'm strong enough to deal with it all on my own. And that's completely mm -hmm. not the case. Mm -hmm. um, I think that talent, um, uh, just regular people just need to get therapy. I think there's, there's no shame in it. I had a great therapist. His name mm -hmm. was Henry. Um, we would talk about anime and he would, uh, uh, give me advice about my life by using quotes from Game of Thrones. Like that, that was our relationship. And it was, wow. and I would talk to my girlfriend. I'm like, can't wait yeah. to talk to Henry. Um, therapy, I think is very important. And I think that um, all that that goes around it. I think meditation, uh, journaling is helpful just to get out of your head, to be able to put some distance between yourself and your thoughts. You know, it's so often there's all these stresses um, about like whether or not you get the part, um, whether or not you're going to be chosen for a thing when it's mm -hmm. entirely out of your hands. Like so much goes mm -hmm. into casting, so much that goes into mm -hmm. opportunities that it usually at the end of the day, you, you can get written off for it by something just because you're a mind casting director of their ex. Like, like you, like you, you there's so much you can't control. Mm -hmm. That's important to just go back to basics and find that, yeah. that joy and play and ex exploration of yourself ultimately. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And this reminder that like, sometimes we can take, rejection or not being selected personal when essentially what I'm hearing is like, oh, absolutely. It probably has nothing to do with you. <laughs> right. It like literally there's, it's out of our control. Like you said, and kind of going back to back to what things work for your mental health to help you balance out and help you release some of what you've been impacted about. Um, and I, I love that you mentioned the therapy piece too. So I appreciate you for sharing that because I feel like we do need more testimonials of like, Hey, I've been in therapy and like, this looks different for everyone. So I thought that was a super cool example of like, yeah, yes. I connect with my therapist through game of Thrones. Like I would have never, <laughs> I would have never, you know, guessed anything like that. And just to show that it can be fun and you can connect with your therapist in a deeper level. And I know that me as a person of color, 
right? And a person that identifies as black, like I went to therapy for a couple of years and there's still that taboo that, you know, we're strong enough. And especially in the black community, I can, I can hold everything together and I don't need help. Well, it's not really, it is help, but it's really just having like another resource to lean on outside of your family and friends. We need, we need a balance. And so if anyone's listening, I encourage that you just look into it, explore your options with therapy. And especially if you're a talent, you might need that extra kind of pick me up. If you're, if you're ever having a hard time in your career. Um, so that's awesome. Um, and so a couple questions here for you, Kyle. I am wondering, just given what you know about your profession, you know, you're growing in this industry, you're doing wonderful things. Um, what advice do you, what advice would you give to aspiring talent or actors or actresses, um, existing actresses and just any advice that you would share to anyone wanting to get into this field? You know, <laughs> that's tough because it still feels like I'm an aspiring talent, you know, um, I'm still trying to, uh, <laughs> to start it. But uh, the main thing is that I've, I've had to come to conclusions that this does not work at my timetable at all. You know, it's when when I moved down here, um, I take classes with uh, Drama Inc. And uh, they, they have some amazing uh, teachers there. Mm -hmm. And there was a questionnaire that they make you fill out like before your first class. And it's like, well, what what do you hope to accomplish? Or what paraphrasing it but like what 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 are your goals in the artistic and i said oh and and this was like six six months ago i said oh i'm i'm going to be in two uh non-union films uh and i'm gonna have a supporting role i'm going to be a co-star in this mm -hmm. and part of it was like i wanted to to like show i was serious but i you know it takes time it it, it takes time um i've I don't know how many auditions I've um, thrown myself at over the last, um, you know, six, eight months. And, but, you know, it's, you, you just keep on doing it and, until, until it happens. Plenty of artists, um, actors, uh, what, what is his name? Whoever played Dwight in uh, The Office, uh, Rain, Rain Wilson, or something. Yeah, he, uh, oh. I think he, prior to The Office, he was doing theater for 10 years. Um, but he wasn't, there, there wasn't wow. a, a massive role. Um, Jenna Fisher before The Office was, um, I, I have a lot of Office references because she wrote a book uh, about, I think it was called The Actor's Life. And, but, you know, she had done like a few bit pieces, maybe some meets of mid-size. She, after like, you know, five, ten years, landed The Office and the rest was history. But then her co-star, whoever played Jim, wow. uh, just uh, he, I think it was like only a couple of years after college, just, you know, you never know how this is going to go. Matthew McConaughey can attribute majority of his career because he got drunk with the producer one night at a bar that he just randomly met, uh, crashed on his couch later in L.A., <laughs> it helped him get on a Linklater film, and that's where he got his quintessential, all right, all right, all right, like, line but it wasn't for a speaking role wow. he was basically a featured extra but then link later was like oh 
we like it. Here you go. You know, it's, you mm-hmm. can't plan any of this, you know, and as much as you want it, you have to just keep on going. And an audition is a success. A callback is a success. Getting an agent to respond to you is a success. You have to, you have to measure it and reframe your metrics of success. If you're framing it by, mm-hmm. I'm not walking down the red carpet at the Emmys, you're probably going to be very disappointed. It's probably going to be very painful. But if you're yes. thinking, I got a self-tape audition, that's insane because that means that the casting director was sent for making it metrics easy. They were sent a thousand submissions, a hundred got the opportunity to audition, maybe 10 got a call back and then one person got the role. You still beat out 900 people <laughs> to get that, to get that audition. <laughs> like that is phenomenal. That is amazing. <laughs> and it's tough. It's like, I intellectually understand this. But it still is tough, you know, just like going through it and having to remind yourself that, no, I'm, this is what it means to, to be a, a working artist. It's like you count your wins, you, you figure out a way to keep on doing it, and you do it because you love it. And if you need to take a step back from the business, take a step back from the business. Like nobody quits acting because they say, ah, oh, I hate acting on a stage. Like I, I would imagine that no model says, oh, I hate doing the actual modeling, so I'm going to stop modeling. They stop because of the business, you know? And if you need to take a break for a little while, by all means. But mm-hmm. if you have a burning passion for it, then you're probably going to find yourself back in it. <laughs> like, for whether or not you want to or not. But right. you, if you have, like, that that love and that desire, you got to keep on doing it. You can't let it go out. And if you don't, and it's just something that, like, doesn't make an impact, it's okay to step back. It can be a thankless work sometimes. But if you love it, like, by all means. Yes, I love that, Kyle. Thank you for those, <laughs> like, wise words. And, you know, it like, it, it's just so real. I always love to say this, but the difference between someone who is and is not successful is consistency. It's those who keep going. It's not about luck or any of that, any of that stuff. They just kept going and waited till something stuck, you know? And like you said, that journey looks different for everyone. So just stay in your lane and just keep going in that lane and focus on the road and not anything that's happening on the sidelines. Cause we also want you to stay on the road, like try not to get distracted too much, but also have fun with it is what I'm hearing. Like you have to have fun. Like if it's really not fun, like maybe you should actually find something else, um, but have fun with it. If, if it's something that you love and you really see for yourself as far as a career or a passion or whatever, and just go with your heart. Like anything that we love to do or Anything that we want to accomplish is never going to be super easy anyway. So it's like, you might as well just do the thing that you love, work hard, be challenged versus doing something that you're not so happy in and you're still working hard and you're still being challenged. (laughs) Yes. Well, um, Kyle, it was so amazing having you on the show. I, before we end, um, I love to end every podcast episode with affirmation. So just 
like this space is for our listeners. It's a space for me. It's a space for you. And so I would love for you to share three affirmations that are speaking to you right now. They could be I am statements, I will, or whatever comes okay. to mind. Three I, of them that you like to share. Um, um, first off, I am enough, <laughs> you know? Um, geez, that, that's the big one for me. Jeez. Um, just, just knowing that what, whatever you have is enough. You're not, you're not getting roles or getting bookings because you're someone else. It's because you're you, you know? Um, the other one that you're, you're not weak. Um, I, I'm a very sensitive person and I sometimes mistake mm-hmm. that sense of feeling as weakness when it, when it's not, it's a show of strength. Um, and I guess the, the last one, um, more so for like talent and to remind myself that we're on the right path, you know, even when you, you don't know where it's going, these, mm-hmm. these careers, these, these lives, they don't have paths, you know, it's, it's not like you start off this, then you start off that. It's like, it's like, you never know what's going to happen, <laughs> right. but that's also very freeing, you know, because that could mean that something you never imagined is right out of the corner. I could get like handed a skit comedy thing <laughs> next month, you know, <laughs> or I could be doing a drama next week. Like you never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay. Well, I feel like we're all going to have to like keep up with you because I always believe that good people, um, good spirits, good hearts, they're always going to prosper. And I always feel that energy with you, Kyle. Every time I talk to you, I always feel like you're just a very genuine person and know that that goes a long way. And I'm really excited to just see you and your career keep growing. I mean, who knows? You might be in some sort of role. I don't know, please, Marvel please. movie <laughs> filmed in Atlanta. <laughs> Any here execs in like that, that might a year. Listen, please. I, I'd love to be alternate universe. Please be please make me alternate <laughs> Book universe. Kyle. Like 52. Like <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um well oh how yeah. can we how can um, we so follow or keep I'm up with on you Instagram. in the future? It's, uh, let me pull it up. I believe it's uh, Kyle underscore Irish Gordon. Um, that's my main thing. You can also uh, find me on IMDb as Kyle Irish Corbin. Um, those are the main ones. I have a TikTok. I kind of, I, I kind of just use it to throw whatever <laughs> cheap laughs I can get. Uh, but it's notorious KIG. I'm not going to plug that as hard. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I'll also um, get those links so that people you can access it in the bio section of this podcast or youtube wherever you're watching or listening um well with that being said kyle i'm so grateful that you were one of our guests here it was so amazing getting to know you deeper and uh, thank you all so much for listening i will talk to you soon xoxo and bye